You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. But um, hey, what, what an incredible couple of days we have had! Um, what an what an incredible conference! Um, like I, I was at conference, you know, two years ago, and and that was good. But I, but I feel like just conference this year has just gone to a whole new. I don't even want to say level. It's gone to a whole new dimension. Um, and, and just what an incredible time we've had together. Um, it's such an honor to be back again and to be invited again, Pastor Rob, Pastor Heather. Um, just in worship this morning, I was, I was reminded of that scripture where, where Jesus calls his house a house of prayer. And I, I felt that a word for, for this house, that this is a house of prayer. You, you, you have built a house of prayer. Um, and, and, and if you study what, what Jesus meant by that, um, it just wasn't kind of prayer as, we what, as what we know it to be. It was, it was the whole worship experience, a place where, where people would encounter God. And so I just want to honor you guys. I think, can you help me love on and just honor your pastors, Pastor Rob and Heather, just for what they've, what they've built and we've got lots of love for, for Pastor Fred and Anna Porter. Let's put our hands together for these guys. I, 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 now, I'll talk a bit more about myself in a moment, but, but you know, I'm a part of C3, and, and we, we, we love our, our church, our movement. We've got some great friendships and, and relationships within, within C3. But um, it's also really nice having uh, uh, friendships and relationship with other people outside of, of C3 and getting to know Fred over the last couple of years and, and Anna as well has just been a great um, joy and pleasure. Got lots and lots of love for you guys and it's been great having my wife here. I've... I've, I've I, I rave about you guys. Um, I rave about you guys to... To, to my wife Kaylee, to our worship team back in Sydney, um, we were going to get, we were going to try get some of them up uh, this year for conference, but but we happened to have our C3 Australia conference um, earlier this week, so it just kind of wasn't wasn't going to going to work. But um, hopefully we'll be able to do that um, uh, next year at conference with Pastor Darlene Check, and 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 is, is the other guest confirmed? No, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's not confirmed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That's all good. I won't make mention of Pastor Alex Lee then. Um, I'll wait till he gets back to you, hey? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 I'll make sure I don't do that, Fred. Awesome. <laughs> Um, and if you guys know Pastor Alex Lee, I, th- I think he's done your youth conference before. He's actually my cousin. Um, so, and not like, you know, not like your cousins, cousins, stepdads, brothers, sisters, cousins. Um, we're, we're, not like, we're, not, we're not a Maori family. Um, <laughs> um, um, he's like my, my straight up, you know, cousin. Um, and, 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 and it happens to be like this year. So, so my church, we're a 40-year-old church. We just celebrated our, our 40-year-old birthday. Um, come on, put your hands together for, for all that God's done. And, um, and our church started 40, 40 years ago. And out of, out of our church in Sydney, um, we now have like 600 C3 churches across the globe. 
Um, but we just celebrated our 40th birthday as a church and as, as a movement. And um, what we, or what our senior pastors, Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, announced um, at, that, at that celebration is that in the next 12 months, and so that will be in November of this year, they are handing on the leadership of our church in Sydney to Pastor Alex and Jesson Lee, um, who's my cousin. So that's huge, huge, a huge, huge, massive thing for, for our church. Um, so, no, so not the whole C3 movement, it's just a, a, our church in Sydney that Pastor Alex and, and Jesson are going to be taking on, which is real exciting. Um, as a matter of fact, 30, 37 years ago, Pastor Phil dedicated me to, to the Lord as a, as a six-month-year-old. So um, I've um, I literally grown up in the house of God. Uh, uh, first encountered and received Jesus in the house of God. I um, discovered purpose in God's house. I, I met who is now my, my wife um, in God's house, and we're now raising our three beautiful, crazy kitties um, in God's house. That's my story. That's my testimony. Um, and we just love church. We love the house of God. Um, and what I want to do this morning. I want to I want to get real practical this morning. Um, I want to give you some things that will help you sustain, that, that will help you keep what you got this last few days. Uh, if you weren't at conference, that's all good. That's all G. Um, this applies to, to, to you anyway. So I want to start at Acts 17 28. And it says this for for in him. Everyone say, in him. For in him we live and move and have our being. It's it's one thing to be in Christ. It's another thing to stay in Christ. Just like it's one thing to start something, it's another thing to finish it. It's one thing to have an encounter with God. And for all of us, I'm sure this last couple, couple days, we, we had that. We, we, we had an encounter with God. And, and just being in those, those sessions and, and being in that meeting last night, just, just uh, watching the Holy Spirit move and, and do, things in people, do things in people's lives and, and Him do something in my life personally. It's one thing to have an encounter with God, but you've got to understand you can have an encounter every day. It's one thing to get on fire for God. It's another thing to stay on fire. <laughs> so I want to give you three things this morning. Three things this morning to help you in your walk with God. These three things are three obvi obvious things. But, but I know even for myself how easy it is to get sidetracked in these. Uh, these three things are so important because they are the foundation in what we build our lives on. These three things will change your life. These three things will revolutionize your world. What does it mean to be in and stay in Christ? It means to be in prayer. It means to be in prayer. I want to preface it with this. I want you to think of prayer as less of a religious act or duty, but a relationship. That, 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 is the, that is the heart of this. It's less about a religious act or duty, even though it will mean 
being disciplined in this. And, and, and being disciplined in all three of these things that I'm going to talk about. It's a relationship. Prayer is us relating, communicating, fellowshipping, enjoying, and connecting with God. Connecting with the heart of God. The, with the things of God. Prayer shifts things in the spirit realm. Prayer enables us to live above our emotions. It's not a, not a disregard for our feelings and our emotions. God made us with them. But prayer enables us to live above them. God is spirit. And every time we pray, we are bringing to life our spirit man. We are not a body with a spirit. We are a spirit in a body or a spirit with a body. Prayer is like oxygen to our soul. Matthew Henry, a great Bible uh, commentator, says this, Prayer is the breath of the new man, drawing in the air of mercy in petitions and returning it in praise. Prayer proves and sustains the spiritual life. Prayer proves and sustains the spiritual life. Ephesians 6.18 says this, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. So there, there, there's, there's always an occasion to pray. Not just in times of need, but, but just because. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. There are different types of prayers. Prayers of, of thanksgiving, prayers of, of, of gratitude. Where you just literally say, thank you. There's prayers of repentance. There are moments where we might just wait on God and say nothing. Prayer can be as much about saying nothing as it is saying something. There are times when we will wage war on darkness. There's prayers of petition. Matthew 7, 7 says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I always start, start prayer with thanksgiving and, and gratitude. And we learn here in Psalm 100 that that. This is how we are to enter God's presence. Our worship begins here. Our worship begins with thanksgiving, with, with gratitude. And I find it doesn't matter how I feel, what I'm going through. The moment I reflect on the goodness of God, and, and we've all got something to be thankful for. The, the, the moment I reflect on the goodness of God, Something in me changes. And, and, and my circumstance, my situation might not necessarily change, but something on the inside of me changes. My, my heart softens. My, my, my faith is stirred. I, I get hope for the future because if God's done it before, he'll do it again. 
And if you've experienced breakthrough in, in one area of your life, I want to say to you this morning, well, what's, what's stopping breakthrough coming to another area of your life? If you've experienced the, the, the blessing and favor of God in your life, I want to tell you this morning, there's only more blessing to come. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says this, pray without ceasing. I've discovered this, that prayer is like a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. And the more of an appetite you get for it. A lot of scriptures here this morning. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says this, don't worry about anything. Don't you hate it how just simple the Bible makes it sound? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Prayer counteracts anxiety. Prayer counteracts fear and worry. Do you pray about it as much as you worry about it? <laughs> pray more, worry less. 1 Peter 5.7 says this, Cast all your anxiety on your spouse. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Project all your anxiety on that person. No. <laughs> 1 Peter 5.7 says, cast, your, cast all your anxiety on him, on God, because he cares for you. You've got to get, some of us have got to get the revelation, revelation of that second bit. God cares for you. God cares. Have, have you ever been in a situation where you don't know what to pray? Have you ever been in a situation where you don't know what to pray? Speak in tongues. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, I, I forgot. I'm at the wrong church. Oh, no. You're a church that doesn't believe in the, the gift of tongues. Is, 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 is that right? Sorry, 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 guys. <laughs> this is the beauty of this gift. We may not understand what we're saying, but, but it's the Holy Spirit praying on, on our behalf, interceding in us, through us. When I, was, when I was 22 years old, some of you are like, oh, that must have only been a couple of years ago. Believe it or not, believe it or not I'm 37. <laughs> no way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I look 20. I love that. When you're 25 and people think you're 16, not cool. When you're 37 and people think you're 20, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Amen, I, I, I receive. When I was 22, I went through uh, probably one of the most difficult times in my life. It was like kind of like make or break. Uh, and not make or break necessarily for my walk with God, although um, you probably could have, 
argue that that, that could be the case as well. But, but as far as uh, the, the, the call of God for my life, my, my, my future, um, it was an incredibly difficult time in my life. Probably one of the most uh, defining moments um, in my life. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to pray. And, and I remember, no word of a lie, spending hours in prayer just speaking in tongues. Because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to say. And, and I, I remember literally feeling like, like the roots of my spirit man going deeper and deeper in God. Speaking in tongues builds up our spirit man. It, it, it stirs our faith. There, there's, a, there's a worship leader in our, in our church by the name of Sam Cameron. And, and he's been in our church for about uh, five or six years and, and been, been leading worship um, for the last couple of years. And, and as a matter of fact, he's actually just come on staff um, for, our, for our department and looking after uh, the worship team at our, at our Oxford Falls location, which is one of uh, eight locations of, of the church that I'm a part of in Sydney, C3SYD. Um, and um, Sam... He, he'd, been, he'd been leading worship a little bit on, in our Saturday night service, um, and, and he'd do an all, all right job, Pastor Jesse, like, like, it, like it, was, it was good, um, it was okay, it was good, um, and, but, but I remember this particular weekend where Sam was different, just like, 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 uh, like I'm like kind of, who, who, who are you? I felt like saying. There was just, there was something tangibly different about, about him. You know, he, he wasn't just kind of singing the song, but he, he was kind of leading the song. He was, he was kind of ad-libbing and singing in the spirit and, and kind of prophesying. And, and, and he, he did an all right job before, um, but like there was something like very, very obviously different. And I remember Pastor Phil and, and Pastor Phil Pringle and, and Pastor James, who was our location pastor at Oxford Falls, were all in the green room after this particular service. And, and we, we, we all kind of almost at the same time kind of said, what, what's, what happened with Sam? Well, like, what, what, what happened here? And, and I remember having a conversation with Sam that week and, and just kind of sharing this with him. And I, and I asked him, I said, Sam, like, What's different? Like, is this just a complete coincidence? And, and um, is this just by chance? Is this just a one-off weekend? And then we're going to kind of go back to the, the old Sam, who kind of did an all right job. But, but like, like, what's different here? And I, I'll never forget it. Sam said to me, oh, I started praying and reading my Bible. So, okay, so, okay. T two things went on in my mind. The first thing was like, oh, wow, that's really... Awesome, and I was just reminded how, as, as a minister, you, you minister out of the overflow of that, right? And then the other part of my brain was like, What have you been doing the rest of your life? <laughs> but I was just reminded of how us as, as, 
and not just ministers. This isn't just for if you're, if you're a worship leader or a, or, you know, a preacher or a, a pastor. Um, just in life, how, how, out of the overflow of our prayer life. And I'm going to be talking about the Word in a moment as well. But out of the overflow of that, it, it has an impact in our world. How do we stay in Christ? We be in prayer. The second thing is this. We be in the Word Prayer and the word go hand in hand. And we almost, you could almost make these two things the one thing, but I want to look at them individually. Prayer brings the word alive. But without the word, we wouldn't know what to pray or how to pray. A lot of my prayer life is just quoting scripture. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't in the word. We need to be praying and we need to be reading our Bible. Jeremiah 20 verse 9 says, His word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. When we are full of the word of God, we can't help but speak it. Luke 6.45, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Lots of scriptures here, but I figured the more, the more, the more scriptures I use, the less preaching I have to do. Luke 6.45, sorry, Matthew 4.4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When we get full of the word of God, our appetite for worldly things starves. The temptation of the flesh starve, they die. When we are full of the word of God, when we know the word of God, when we are full of the word of God, when we're in the word of God, it becomes a part of who we are. It shapes us, it, it changes us, it empowers us. Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law, talking about the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. But then you will make your way prosperous. Anyone, anyone want to prosper? Then you will make your way prosper, and then you will have good success. Anyone want to have success? We've got to read the word of God, speak the word of God, live the word of God. In school, I remember at the end of every term, we would have exams. That's just a part of study, isn't it? Whether it's school or university. And I remember in the later years of, of school, can I, can I have your Bible, hon? I remember in the later years of school, uh, some exams we were allowed, we were allowed to take our, our notes into, our terms notes into. It was called an open book test. You know what I'm talking about? An open book test. Well, I want to tell you this morning, life is an open book test. Life is an open book test. We're not left to try to figure it out on our own. We have the Word of God to go to. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. <laughs> the word is not only a lamp and light, but it's also a weapon. The Bible calls it the sword of the spirit. We can use the sword of the spirit, the word of God, to speak to circumstances, to pull down strongholds, to lay uh, hold of God's promises. The word of God reveals the character of God, the goodness of God, and, and the love of God. It's not until we read the Word of God that we discover who we are and what we have access to. 
You've got to lay hold of the Word of God and speak it out. It might feel mechanical at first. And we hear about it in, in, in church, don't we? Laying hold of the Word of God and, and you speak it out and, and declare it. And it might feel mechanical at first. But it will eventually drop into your spirit. You speak it enough, it goes from your head to your spirit. And that's when you really start to believe it. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is, what the doctor's report is, how big or how little your, your bank balance is, or what people have labeled you as, it matters what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that by His stripes you are healed. The Word of God says that He will never leave you nor forsake you, that God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? <laughs> Read it, speak it, live it. How do we stay in Christ? How do we be in and stay in Christ? It means to be in prayer. It means to be in the Word. The third thing is this. It means to be in church. It means to be in church. Come on, it means to be in church. These three things will change your life. They will revolutionize your world. They might be three very obvious things, but, but I know, like I said earlier, I know even in my own life how easy it is to get sidetracked. But these three things will revolutionize, revolutionize your world, change your life. Third thing, to be in church. Hebrews 10, 24 says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some, obviously not you this morning because you're here, as some are in the habit of doing. And obviously, the last 12 months, churches worldwide have had to, had to pivot and, and, and embrace the, the, the online experience. But, but we live in a day and age where we can watch church online, where we can listen to sermons and podcasts, we can read blogs, and they are incredible resources and tools, but they are not a substitute for being in church. If you're not already in the habit, get in the habit of being in church every week. Make his house a priority. Isaiah 2.2 says this, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple, talking about the church, will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream there to it. Jesus came, died, rose again. He also came to establish his church. The church is the gateway to heaven. What is God's plan for the earth? It's his church. In Genesis 28, 17, Jacob has a vision of the church. He says, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Yes, we want you praying. Yes, we want you, read, want you reading your Bible. 
And it's not just something you do on a Sunday. But you've got to understand a part of your Christian walk is being in church. It's community, family. You're not meant to do life on your own. There's something incredibly powerful about being in worship together. Worship's your life. But do not underestimate the importance and the power of the church gathering, the church singing, the church lifting up the name of Jesus. In, in, in the Old Testament, the incense burning from the temple could be smelt 20 kilometers away. It could be smelt at Jericho, of all places. Our worship has an aroma. And I'm not just talking about the worship team. I'm, I'm talking about the, the house of God, us collectively, together, as we, as we come to, to praise and worship. Our worship has an aroma. And it shifts atmospheres. It unlocks things, not just in your life, but in churches, in, in cities, over the city of Brisbane, over nations, over the nations of, of, of the world. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Bethel artist by the name of Sean Foyt. And, and, and literally at the moment, he's going from state to state, city to city throughout America, literally to do this, to gather people and literally just to, to lift up the high praises of God over the, 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 the nation of America. Martin Smith, a number of years ago, I remember chatting to him and, and, and um, he was telling me he, he, he for a couple of months, um, would go from rooftop to rooftop throughout London just to sing over London. And not that you need to go to a literal rooftop to do this, but it was well, it's what it is symbolic of. Um, I, remember, I remember the moment sitting on my couch at home, watching and listening to the, to the blessing for the first time. And the only way I could describe it, it was like it was like watching a portal from heaven to Elevation Church in America. It was like God was releasing something in the earth. I I chatted to um, I chatted or got the chat with Kari Job uh, a couple weeks after the, the release of that song, and and she was saying that when they when they first kind of got together and started writing it, they they they, they knew they kind of had tapped into something. If you're a songwriter here, you, you know what I'm talking about. That feeling where just kind of something just pops and, and you're like, man, we're, we're, we're onto something here. We're, we've tapped into something here. And I remember her saying that when they, when they wrote it and when they first p- performed it or, or, or sang it, recorded it, that, you know, there, there was little, little talk of this kind of COVID-19 thing happening you know, around the globe. There was some talk of it, but it wasn't really anything yet. But then literally like four weeks later, a pandemic hits the earth and this, and this virus just spreads like wildfire. And who would have known the, the importance, the timing of, of this song, what it would have done or what it has done in people's lives? what it's done for, for cities and, and the nations of the world. And you might think it got a little overdone and whatever, but, but it's almost like every nation did a version of it. It's not token. What, what it's actually doing, and we're actually singing over, we're actually 
prophesying over, over, over the world, over cities and nations. You've got to understand the importance and the power of getting together, singing, worshipping, lifting up the high praises of God. It is, it is destructive to the, to the kingdom of darkness. Church isn't perfect. And as a matter of fact, it became imperfect the moment I joined. <laughs> if you hang around long enough, sure, you'll spot some imperfections. But that's beside, beside the point. There's a saying, the grass is greener on the other side. My version of that is this. The grass is greener where you are watering it. Be planted. Don't be a pot plant type of Christian. Be, a, be planted. You'll never reach your full potential being a pot plant Christian. God's got more for you. Get planted. Be involved. Psalm 92.13 says this, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Joshua 24.15 says, But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Psalm 122.1 says, I was glad. I was glad. I was glad when Emil picked me up for church this morning. That's not Emil on the drums. Emil is in his seat there. Hey, brother. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Three quick things to do with church. I want to encourage you in. Tithe. 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 Be in a connect group. Do you guys have connect groups, small groups? Be in a connect group. Join a connect group. Get around like-minded people. Find a connect group that, that, that works for you, the, the, the people, the, the, uh, the, the time of day or, or night or whatever. Get in a connect group. Get on team. Serve. You'll get more out of church and being a part of the team than watching on the sidelines. <laughs> Can we stand on our feet?